Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast presented by the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. AEDC Executive Director Mike Preston will discuss economic development issues important to Arkansas and the entire nation. Well, welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. I'm Mike Preston, Executive Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, and today I'm going to serve as your host. Um, if you've ever visited Arkansas or lived here, it's a safe bet that you've seen our beautiful forest. More than half of our state is covered in trees, and forests are a major part of Arkansas's history, culture, tourism, and really our overall economy. Today I'm going to be visiting with Max Braswell, Executive Vice President of the Arkansas Forestry Association. We'll be talking about the challenges that are facing the timber industry today, the changing landscape of forestry, and the timber is industry as a whole, and why Arkansas forests are uniquely situated to handle today's increased demand for wood and wood products. So first, let me introduce Max. Max is the Executive Vice President of the Arkansas Forestry Association and has served in this capacity since 2008. And prior to that, he was a Manager of Communications and Government Relations for Domtar Industries from 2001 to 2008, and Communications Manager for Georgia Pacific's Ashdown Mill from 1992 to 2001. He started his career in forest products industry with Georgia Pacific in 1990, and he currently serves on the Board of Directors for the Arkansas Society of Association Executives and is a member of the Arkansas Society of Professional Lobbyists. He has served as President of the Arkansas Forest and Paper Council and is a past member of the AFA board and past chairman of the communications committee. And Max is a proud graduate of the Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Welcome, Max. It's great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, um, we've got a lot of uh, lot of momentum right now in our state. We've, uh, we've had a good couple of years. In fact, in the last two years, since January of 2015, there have been 29 projects, 17 locations that have resulted in a proposed over $2 billion uh, in investment in the timber industry. A few of the highlights include Conifex, who's uh, investing $80 million in El Dorado. Uh, where they're going to start up the old uh, Georgia Pacific mill there, creating 120 new jobs. Um, uh, uh, last November, Highland Pellets officially opened its doors on a new 600,000 metric ton per year wood pellet facility in uh, Pine Bluff. Uh, this is 68 uh, direct jobs at that facility. Um, the list goes on and on, including Sun paper which announced a state-of-the-art uh, biorefinery in Clark County with a billion dollar investment 250 jobs um, so I want to start off with uh, you know the the demand for timber is obviously very strong what makes Arkansas forest well suited to handle the expansion that we're seeing in our state well I think Mike the best place to start is one of the things that you mentioned uh, the fact that the state of Arkansas uh, has over 19 million acres of forest land. That's over half of the state in forest land. So the abundance of the available fiber that we have is, I think, um, a great advantage and a great selling point for Arkansas. You know, trees are our only renewable resource. We use that terminology a lot, mm -hmm. uh, but it is really true. Uh, and so we've got a lot of trees out there, and, and we have a lot of trees that continue to grow. Our forests in Arkansas are healthy. Uh, we want to keep them that way. And one of the things that needs to happen is that we need to see um, an expanded presence and growth of the timber and forest products industry in the state. Uh, so I think we're uniquely um, ready 
It's time. We're excited about it. We think there's no better time to be in the timber and forest products industry in Arkansas than right now and moving forward. So as a state and as an economic development organization, we've identified the uh, the timber and, and forest products as one of our key, key targets um, uh, that we're uh, proactively recruiting. Is that a good target for our state? I think it's a great target for our state. You know, we talked about the fact that we have healthy forests in Arkansas. Uh, we've got great diversity in the forests of our state. Uh, if you go to North Arkansas, you're going to see primarily hardwoods. Mm -hmm. uh, you go to the South Arkansas, you're going to see the great pine forests of our state. Uh, a lot of folks, if you travel in one direction or the other, would think that's the only kind of trees that we're growing in Arkansas. But in fact, um, our, our, our forests are very diverse. Um, and, and so we have the opportunity for um, any number of different types of manufacturing facilities, um, related industries to the timber and forest products community. Um, and, and then we have a great uh, sense of collaboration in Arkansas, whether it be private industry, whether it be uh, folks like the Arkansas Forestry Commission mm -hmm. uh, at the state level, uh, the, our U.S. Forest Service partners who manage our national forests, uh, agencies who have an agriculture, environmental, or uh, timber, natural resources-based focus in the state. We just really work well together, and that's something that's recognized not only uh, by us, right. but by folks across the country. That's, that's great. That's a good factor in all that. Um, you mentioned that it's, you know, uh, timber, it's a, it's a renewable uh, resource. So um, we talk a lot about sustainability. Sustainability is a big topic in this industry, and you mentioned it before. Can you explain why the growth in the timber industry is actually a, a good thing for, for Arkansas forests? You know, that's, that's a great question, Mike, and I think the answer is something that kind of escapes people from time to time. You, you would equate bringing more industry into your state, using more trees. Historically, that's a bad thing because we think, well, we don't want to cut down any trees. But when we talk about sustainability, we have to remember that everything that we do in this industry goes back to creating forest health, mm -hmm. good forest health. Whether you're a landowner, a logger, a manufacturer, uh, everything that you're doing is trying to create a healthy, sustainable forest out there. Uh, you only have to look to the western part of the United States to see what happens when the forest products infrastructure gets closed down. I was in Colorado a couple of years ago, and I looked out and, and I saw just thousands of acres of dead and dying trees. Mm. Uh, we don't want that to happen in Arkansas. Bringing in forest industry into the state creates markets for landowners. Mm -hmm. The, the folks that own that 19 million acres of forest, forest land in Arkansas, the vast majority of those uh, owners are private, non-industrial types of landowners, people like you and me. Um, and they need markets. They need an incentive to continue to keep their forests growing. And so forest industry provides that market uh, that provides a return on the investment that they've placed in growing those trees. So that's one reason that we that that we feel like that that having the opportunity to bring more forest industry in the state would be a great thing. Um, our forests need to be thinned from time to time. And uh, right now we have 19 million acres of healthy forests, but over time, a lack of infrastructure means uh, you don't have the markets, people don't 
harvest their timber, and mm-hmm. the denser our forests get, the more opportunities that we provide for the bad things to happen. Disease, insects, wildfire. So thinning those forests out and having a reason to utilize some of those trees, it's a good thing, and it relates directly back to keeping our forests healthy. You know, that number, 19 million acres, I mean, that just, when you try to put that in, in scale, I mean, that's that's incredible to think about and, and when you want to quantify that and what that really means. And I tell you, it, it hit home for me, and I'll see if you agree with this. So the, the governor and I, obviously, we, as I said before, we try to make this a targeted industry. And one thing we do around that is, is talk to CEOs and try to convince them who have timber companies that they should come to Arkansas. And I don't want to give away any information that, that's, uh, that, you know, it's a confidential project that we're working on. But one CEO in particular that we were on the phone with and we were kind of making the, the pitch and the sales case for, for Arkansas and talked about that number, 19 million. And uh, that CEO told us, yeah, you know, we refer to Arkansas as the Saudi Arabia of timber. <laughs> so my question would be, would you agree with that CEO's assessment? Wow. Um, if the CEO, uh, and I believe he probably did, um, made that statement in a very positive vein. It was positive, I yes. would say that uh, I, I could agree with that. Um, I think what he's saying is that that um, much like Saudi Arabia and their rich oil resources, yes. Arkansas is rich in its timber resources. And uh, I would agree with that. In fact, you know, that 19 million acres is a, is a term that we utilize a lot to describe today's forests. Um, but I think something to keep in mind is that um, back in around the late 70s, that number was about 17.8 million acres. So since wow. the late 70s, we've added over wow. 1 million acres of forest land to Arkansas. So, you know, and, and you mentioned um, Colorado and, and out west and, and what's happened there. Uh, when you look at Canada and the western United States and, and how they've been devastated by uh, mountain pine beetle and, and wildfires, um, are there concerns, are there problems here that we need to worry about, or are any of those going to be impactful here? Is that something that uh, we're doing a good job to uh, kind of stay that away? Well, <clears throat> specifically from a, a mountain, from a, we, we would have a southern pine mm-hmm. beetle uh, in Arkansas and across the south. Okay. Um, there is no immediate danger for southern pine beetle in the state, uh, but it is certainly something that is monitored on a regular basis. Folks like the Arkansas Forestry Commission, as we mentioned, and the U.S. Forest Service, they are at the forefront of monitoring for southern pine beetle and any number of invasive species. So there is not an immediate threat. But let's go back to that again, that forest health equation that we'll talk so much about. We we don't want to create an environment for the southern pine beetle. And uh, the southern pine beetle would like to have a very dense, even age forest that's compacted so that it can move very easily through the forest. So again, having a market, having a reason to thin and Mm -hmm. keep our forests healthy helps with a species like that. And you see those kinds of things happen out west and happen in Canada um, in places where they, they probably do have an older forest, a denser even-aged forest, perhaps everything was planted at about the same time. Mm -hmm. And when you take that infrastructure away and you take uh, the reasons that you would have to manage actively your forests, um, when you don't have a place for your fiber to go to be processed into products that we use every day, 
you're creating an atmosphere that's conducive mm-hmm. to things like the southern pine beetle, forest fires, the massive forest fires that we've seen out in the west. Right. Um, you look at the characteristics of those forests, and they have some specific characteristics. Right now, we're not there in the south, but mm-hmm. we don't want to get there. Right. And so that's why you see really so much focus on uh, sustainable forestry mm-hmm. and keeping our working forests working. So you mentioned, you know, going back to the 70s that we've actually grown our, our uh, forest in the state and, and a healthy forest at that. So, uh, and, and you having a, a very long storied career in, in the industry. What, um, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the last 10, 15 years? Suddenly, um, a guy who started in this industry in 1990 has been around a while. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like that. Um, but I guess when I, I'll, I'll go back to when I started in the industry. Started mm-hmm. in in Crossit, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Georgia Pacific, uh, probably the the premier pine forest yeah. in the South, perhaps. Um, and at that time, most of the big players in the industry, your Georgia Pacific's International Paper, mm-hmm. Weyerhaeuser, uh, Green Bay Packaging, all of those companies were fully integrated companies. that They owned their own timberland. Mm-hmm. They had their own manufacturing facilities. Um, one of the big changes that I've seen is, is really sort of uh, the move away from fully integrated companies, um, the... Um, the, the the selling off of timberland assets mm-hmm. um, and now many of those uh, assets are owned by uh, REITs and, and TMOs, Timber Investment Management Organizations, Real Estate Investment Trusts. Uh, we have those in Arkansas. They're great AFA members, but that's, that's a big change. Um, those types of organizations manage a little differently than traditional forced products companies. Uh, they have financial investors and some different objectives. And while they may be very close to um, what we would have seen when in, in, everyone was fully integrated, it's a little bit of a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen more um, ownership fragmentation okay. in the last 10 to 15 to 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. You have more folks owning that land out there, which means maybe it's a little bit more difficult to manage you might perhaps have more absentee owners. We work with folks who live in California that own land here right. in the state of Arkansas. So, you, so we've seen things like that. On, on a, a positive front, we've seen things like the growth of forest certification, mm-hmm. which at AFA we think is a good thing. Um, forest certification, whether it be through the Sustainable Forestry Initiative, the Forest Stewardship Council, or an entity that we work closely with, the American Tree Farm System, um, that provides a framework uh, for forest landowners to become certified, to undergo third-party audits, so that you really have a way of showing the general public that you are doing the right things on the landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a way, uh, a lot like ISO certification. Yeah. You can prove that you're doing the things that you say mm-hmm. that you're doing, these standards are rigorous, and so it really has been, I think, a positive uh, from a force management perspective. And then finally, uh, I think the impact of technology on our industry is something that may have been the biggest thing that has happened over the past 20 years. When you're in the industry, you 
or for a lot of years, we questioned whether technology would really have an impact. Mm -hmm. um, change happens incrementally. It doesn't happen all at once. And so you sometimes have to look back to see where you might have been 10 years ago to understand where you are today. Sure. And so technology has had a major impact on the paper industry in particular. Mm -hmm. We don't make as many copies these days. We do more online transactions. Right. Um, we were talking about uh, uh, one of our premier facilities down in Southwest Arkansas, which used to be the largest producer of check paper in North America. Hmm. We don't write very many checks <laughs> no. anymore. Um, and so, the, the, the use of technology, while a good thing, even within our own community, we love efficiencies, mm -hmm. but it has had an impact on the industry. Um, it's caused uh, some high-cost producers to have to step away from the business. Mm -hmm. It's forced low-cost production and a real focus on efficiencies, which is, again, a good thing. But from a job perspective, it's difficult to replace um, a job in the paper industry with yeah. a lot of others out there, particularly when those jobs could pay uh, $30 or more an hour. Uh, and you have folks making outstanding livings for them, their families and being able to contribute to their communities. And so to me, that's been a big change and a big impact on the industry. So you talk about the, uh, uh, the opportunities and jobs and, and the change that technology has brought about. So what types of skills will be in demand in the coming years? What are the, what are the, jobs of the future in this industry? What do they look like? Well, and certainly our industry has changed, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. just like all the others out there. And I think that we have to, um, we're always going to look for the traditional skills. Uh, we need folks that know how to operate heavy equipment, uh, to, to go out into the, the forest and be able to handle logging jobs and things of that nature. We need truck drivers. Keeping in mind, though, that all of that equipment is high-tech. Mm -hmm. It's computer-controlled. The same for our manufacturing jobs. Yeah. Uh, these facilities are as high-tech facilities you would ever want to see. Uh, at the same time, we need problem solvers, mm -hmm. uh, team builders. Um, we need uh, people who can be critical, innovative thinkers, um, communicators. We, we need all of those kinds of skills mm -hmm. as well. I think the jobs of the future in our industry are going to continue to evolve uh, into high-tech jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I watch people operate the equipment in our industry, I think back to seeing young people play video games and the skills that they have in, in manipulating. Uh, and you see a lot of that uh, when you're operating uh, uh, logging equipment, when you're operating equipment inside a, a wood yard in a paper facility. Um, and so we're going to need soft skills and hard skills and uh, people that can uh, help us continue to be innovative. So, working in a mill 40 years ago to working in a mill today is uh, completely different skill sets. It, it's, it, is, it is a different skill set. You always look for uh, a little bit of, of a different kind of employee today mm -hmm. than you would. Um, and certainly one, as we talked about, that has probably uh, a variety of skills, can adapt to uh, a changing working climate. Um, and then in, in, in our larger facilities in particular, we have opportunities for all kinds of employees. You need engineers, you need people that have information technology skills, mm -hmm. accountants, human resources professionals. Uh, I used to do tours for young people. 
uh, did hundreds of them uh, when they came to, to a paper mill. And, and I urged all of them to listen to what their teachers had to say, get a good education, and understand that there was a place for them in a wood products or a pulp and paper facility out there because we have all kinds of jobs that need good employees, right. and they pay very well. That's right. Well, this has covered a great information, and, and let's sum it up on this. If there's a, a CEO of a, a timber company or a site selection consultant who's, who's listening to this today, what would you tell them is the, is the, the top reason that they need to be uh, locating a facility in Arkansas? Number one, Arkansas is a great place to work. It's a, a state filled with great people to work with. Um, it's a state that is ready to work. Um, and we have a long history of uh, supporting and having a relationship with, with forestry. Um, you know, we'll go back to that 19 million of acres of healthy forests. Um, we, we need to utilize that fiber wisely so that we can have sustainable forests uh, for years and years to come, for eternity, really. Um, and so the time is now. There's, been, there's no better time for forestry to be a part of so many of the solutions that we're looking for in Arkansas. And um, at the Arkansas Forestry Association, which has had the opportunity to represent this industry since 1947, wow. uh, we're excited about uh, the prospects of continued growth for our uh, forest products industry. Well, Max Braswell, uh, Executive Vice President of the Arkansas Forestry Association, we thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time and, and just an incredible insight into this industry and, and for what you're doing for our state and making sure those 19 million acres continue to be healthy. Uh, you can learn more about the uh, forest industry and timber industry in Arkansas. Uh, visit arkforest.org or you can go to the arkansasedc.com website forward slash timber. Um, and you can learn all about it. Contact us if you need to. Mike Preston, Executive Director for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Arkansas Inc. podcast presented by the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. Please keep checking for new podcasts and discussions on important economic development topics. 